in addition to Joe Biden uh, having a bit of selective, um, uh, shall we say, cognitive issues, uh, he's been having some cognitive issues in remembering what city he's in, remembering what um, cities just had mass shootings within 24 hours. Remember, he said uh, Detroit, and, uh, excuse me, the mass shootings in El Paso and Dayton, Ohio happened in Houston and Detroit, I believe. Uh, he, the other day, forgot President Obama's name while speaking. He said, President, my boss. Um, he's been having problems where he is. He's been having trouble, uh, trouble finishing sentences, uh, articulating, pronunciating. And as I've been reporting and status quo has been saying, let's just call it what it is. These are not gaffes. This is somebody in cognitive decline. This is somebody having cognitive problems. This is a scary thing. If you're gonna put somebody who's clearly, I'm not diagnosing him with a specific illness, but who is clearly not having gaps, who is clearly, clearly having cognitive decline. You wanna put that on stage with Donald Trump? Who, in fairness, Anthony Scaramucci, his communications director for 10 days, who's now on the anti-Trump train, is saying that Trump has mental decline, which I agree with. However, the problem is with Trump, it doesn't manifest the same way as Biden. Trump's not forgetting where he is all the time. Trump is energetic when he speaks. Trump isn't stuttering over words all the time. So we know that this is happening with Biden, but now Biden is pretending he was against the Iraq war from the jump. He was against the Iraq war from the jump meaning right as soon as we started uh, shock and awe and dropping those bombs in Baghdad, he was against it. You know, obviously, Biden at the time, he was the head of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Biden at the time was one of the most senior Democrats in the Senate. And Biden before, before we went to war in, our, in Iraq, and make no mistake about it, it's still relevant in 2019. Who was on the right side of Iraq and who was on the wrong side of Iraq? What's interesting here, Biden told uh, a reporter, the 76-year-old former vice president and longtime Delaware senator defended his broader record on foreign policy, pointing out that he has more experience than all of his opponents, all of his opponents combined. Oh boy. With that long record, Biden has faced criticism over the years for his judgment on key foreign policy decisions, such as voting to authorize the Iraq war, trying to partition the country along ethnic and sectarian lines, opposing a troop surge, and overseeing the withdrawal in 2011 that some say created a power vacuum that allowed ISIS to flourish in Iraq. Quote, he's been wrong on nearly every major foreign policy and national security issue over the past four decades. Former Defense Secretary Robert Gates wrote in his 2014 memoir, quote, I think my record has been good, Biden told NPR. He explained that his rationale in authorizing the use of military force in Iraq in 2002 was based on a commitment he had received from then-President Bush that he would not go to war in Iraq. Oh, so Bush told you. Quote, Bush looked me in the eye in the Oval Office. He said he needed the vote to be able to get inspectors into Iraq to determine whether or not Saddam Hussein was engaged in dealing with a nuclear program, said Biden. He got them in, and before you knew it, we had, quote, shock and awe. Bush's office denied Biden's version of events. I'm sure it was just, quote, I'm sure it was just an innocent mistake of the memory, but this recollection is flat wrong, said spokesman Freddie Ford in an email to NPR. 
The Biden campaign pointed to numerous remarks from Bush at the time where he said he hoped to go through UN Security Council to avoid a military conflict with Iraq. Quote, immediately, the moment it started, I came out against the war at the moment. Well, since Joe Biden is from a much, much different era, I think he's not realizing the power of social media. I think he's not realizing the power of digital media. I think he's not realizing that, you know, there's such a thing called video. Uh, and this is easily, easily disprovable. But to me, well, first, let's disprove it, shall we? This is Joe Biden before, before the Iraq war, just days before the Iraq war. For those of you historians, the Iraq war, uh, be, was, we launched the Iraq war March 20th. 2003. This is Joe Biden, October 10th, 2002. So a few months before we launched in Iraq. Let's take a look. He did not snub the UN or our allies. He did not dismiss new inspection regimes. He did not ignore Congress. At each pivotal moment, he has chosen a course of moderation and deliberation. And I believe he will continue to do so. At least that is my fervent hope. I wish he would turn down the rhetorical excess in some cases because I think it undercuts the decision he ends up making. But in each case, in my view, he has made the right, rational, and calm, deliberate decision. As I noted a few moments ago, the president said this week that the use of force in Iraq is neither imminent nor inevitable, and that it makes sense because while the threat from Iraq is real and growing, it's immense, it is its imminence and inevitability in terms of American security have been exaggerated. For two decades, Saddam has relentlessly pursued weapons of mass destruction. There is a broad agreement that he retains chemical and biological weapons, the means to manufacture those weapons, and modified Scud missiles, and that he is actively seeking a nuclear capability. It remains less clear how effective his delivery vehicles are whether the, they be the Al-Hussein missile with a 650-kilometer range, short-range missile. So that's Say It Ain't Joe, Joe Biden, months before we launched the Iraq war, saying, well, you know, we got to go to war with Iraq. Can't do anything. It's inevitable. And putting out talking points about Saddam Hussein. So Biden uh, told NPR recently that the reason the reason for that is because Bush looked him in the eye and told him it was only going to be, uh, you know, just need authorization to send the inspectors in. We're not going to war, blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, don't you think it, you realize that Bush did go to war because he went to war months after he supposedly told you he wasn't going to war. He just wanted to send inspectors in. But you want to give Clueless Joe benefit of the doubt? Let's take a look. He says that he was against the Iraq war from the minute it launched, from the shock and awe. Well, let's take a look at Joe Biden. This is uh, July 31st, 2003. So just a few months after we launched the war, several weeks after, you remember, we were, we were told from Bush's, Bush's, Bush's brainiacs that, oh, it's just going to take a couple weeks. We'll be in and out be like a dentist appointment you know a little a little a little uh annoying but not too bad well here's joe biden a couple months after the iraq war was launched we still haven't heard a single clear statement 
from the President of the United States of America, articulating his policy in general, and specifically that securing Iraq will cost billions of American dollars, require tens of thousands of American troops for an extended period of time, and that it's worth it, that it is worth it, and most importantly, that it's our national interest to stay the course, a view that I strongly hold. Some of my own party have said that it was a mistake to go to Iraq in the first place and believe that it's not worth the cost, whatever benefit may flow from our engagement in Iraq. But the cost of not acting against Saddam, I think, would have been much greater. And so is the cost, and so will be the cost, of not finishing this job. The President of the United States is a bold leader, and he is popular. The stakes are high, and the need for leadership is great. How's that for being against it the moment it started, huh? How's that for being against it the moment it started? I don't know what's worse, calling, by, calling George W. Bush a bold leader? A bold leader? Or sounding no different than John McCain, not in 2003, but John McCain when he was running for president in 2008. Oh, my God. What Biden is doing here is relying on several things. Number one, his core voting base, which is older people. I don't mean to offend you for those watching in the audience that are older, because obviously there's older progressives. There are. But Biden is banking on his older voters to either not pay attention to him lying about his support for the Iraq war or to just have the attitude, oh, well, you know, it was a mistake, but it was two decades ago or almost two decades ago, and let's move on. That's really what he's banking on, uh, which is very, very cynical. The other thing that Joe Biden is banking on is that people won't care uh, what about his vote on Iraq and this, that, or the other thing because they are much more concerned about Donald Trump having his fingers on the nuclear button. And in, for establishment voters, that is true. But Joe Biden, like Hillary Clinton, is a hawk. There's very few, very few wars that Joe Biden hasn't signed on to or loved. Joe Biden was right next to Obama. Uh, and when Obama decided to bomb, excuse me, send in SEAL Team 6 to take out bin Laden, it was really a 50-50 whether bin Laden was even in that compound, if you remember. Joe Biden was giving him a more aggressive approach to bomb the compound, which could have not been so great considering this is in Pakistan and you could have set off an international incident with that Middle Eastern country by bombing the compound if bin Laden was not in there. Joe Biden also has a very aggressive uh, tact towards Syria. And although he might be talking tough and saying Trump made a mistake on Iran, Joe Biden, if you just go through his record, pretty much likes war. He's also funded by a lot of finance people and corporatists and big plutocrats that also like war. Why? Because war is a racket, as you know. So the real thing here, yes, he's lying, but B, what kind of president would this be? Because if, if there's one silver lining in Trump's presidency that I'm not sure I could have said if it was President Hillary Clinton, he hasn't started a full, a full-blown 
ground war yet. Now, there's time. Knock on wood, I hope he doesn't. But there's time. He could start a war. He certainly is, it is not beyond consideration that Donald Trump would start a war if his poll numbers were so bad that it was inevitable he was going to lose. Kind of this house of cards, sick mentality that he would start a war to get reelected. I wouldn't put it past him. But what I think about Joe Biden, number one, all it takes is just like an amateur journalist to prove he's lying about when he supported the Iraq war. But Joe Biden also has an affinity for warmongers and neocons. You need any more proof besides him calling Bush a patriot and moderate in his deliberations? Well, here's Joe Biden. This is in November of last year, handing out a Liberty Award to President George W. Bush. No, 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 not 2003. This is last year. Here you go. President Bush and Laura, we share a belief that those values which undergird our democracy are precious. And they exist way above party. And they have to be defended. That's the duty of patriots. That's the duty of patriots. And as a team, Laura, you and the president continued. That's the duty of patriots. That's the duty of patriots. This is what Joe Biden calls President Bush. And we've become so deranged in this Trump derangement society we live in that you have Keith Olbermann going on The View. Remember this months ago, apologizing to George W. Bush? People have said it like rehabilitated George W. Bush into this, you know, he was just misunderstood. He, oh, I, I miss the days of George W. Bush when we have Trump. Well, I don't know. I think Donald Trump is dangerous. I think he's terrible. I want to defeat him. But that doesn't mean I need to rehabilitate a warmonger in George W. Bush, who, whether it was him or Cheney seizing Bush's brain, lied us into a war, right? Kept us in that war years after it was lost. Lied us into a war basically as unfinished business for his father and the Gulf War. And frankly, we have worse terror aimed at the United Corporations of America because of the Iraq war, not to mention the creation of ISIS and other things. Nearly 4,000 troops in America have died as a result of the Iraq war, not to mention, can't put a number on it because who knows, the amount of veterans from the Iraq war that have killed themselves or are living with PTSD, severe depression, missing limbs, and so on. What a patriot. What a patriot. And this is why Joe Biden is a Republican in Democrats' clothing. Remember, as I've reported, Joe Biden is the reason Barack Obama extended the Bush tax cuts in 2010. Obama wanted to play hardball on it and not extend those tax cuts for the wealthy. Joe Biden went to have a meeting with Mitch McConnell like that. Obviously, the even most ridiculous part of this, Bernie Sanders puts out a true statistic about over 500,000 families a year go into bankruptcy because of medical bills. Gets three Pinocchios from the Washington Post. Jen, if you're watching, if you're in the Super Chat or anybody, 
please correct me if I'm wrong. Has the Washington Post given Joe Biden any Pinocchios yet for his blatantly false lie about being against the Iraq war after it started? Bernie Sanders puts out factual information. Over 500,000 families suffer, suffer bankruptcy due to medical bills. Three Pinocchios. It's from a study that was peer-reviewed, three, three Pinocchios. The author of the study says it's true, and this study was peer-reviewed, and you should retract it. We stand by our fact check, three Pinocchios. Joe Biden lies about his support for a war that has killed 4,000 soldiers. By the way, it killed hundreds of thousands of brown people around the world. I have not seen the Washington Post's update. How many Pinocchios will Joe Biden get? My, sus- my suspicion? But there was another doozy in this story that I want to address. So Joe Biden uh, was addressing trade. Let me read this part to you from NPR. But if voters wanted a third term of the Obama administration, would they not have chosen Hillary Clinton in 2016? Biden disagreed with that assessment. I campaigned like the devil for Hillary, but Hillary had different positions than the president had, and she emphasized different aspects of what would have occurred had I been the nominee. That doesn't mean I would have won. I don't mean that. And he says this is a very different campaign because of Donald Trump. We weren't facing anything that we're facing today with this president three years ago. The next president is going to have to be able to pull the world back together. Not a joke. He likes to say that. You know, first of all, the first lie in here, when he says um, Hillary, but Hillary had different positions than the president had. Uh, Yeah, you're right. She was claiming to be against the TPP, but her record indicated she was for the TPP. She called it the gold standard, and that's what killed her in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, and Ohio. Your president, Obama, was very much for the TPP. So were you. You were trying to talk Hillary Clinton into standing by the TPP in 2016. If she would have done that, she probably would have lost even more. But what's even better about this is what what Biden said next. Uh, On resetting U.S. trade policy and addressing climate change as key priorities, uh, Biden drew a distinction from Obama. The idea that we would have another trade agreement without environmentalists and labor sitting at the negotiating table with us will not happen in his in a Biden administration, he said. Biden, he said, if elected, would renegotiate the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, rather than fully supporting the initial plan as proposed. As vice president, he had been a vocal supporter of the original TPP agreement. Well, it's interesting that Biden suddenly wants to have demands that labor be at the table for any trade agreements. Uh, I don't remember Biden saying any of this when he voted for NAFTA. Do you folks with a memory? Remember Joe Biden fighting the good fight so that NAFTA uh, had labor and environmentalists at the table along with the banks and the corporations that wrote NAFTA? I don't recall Biden really pushing that language for the TPP, which labor, the labor and the unions that Joe Biden claims to be a champion for are vehemently against. So this is all Mitt Romney level flip floppery f***ery. Excuse my French. Oh, I like that. Flip-floppery Joe Biden's reinventing history. He wasn't against the Iraq war before it. He certainly wasn't against it directly after. He certainly hasn't done a damn thing for unions. 
he pushed NAFTA and voted for it, and that was the first gunshot to the union movement. Well, the Koch brothers were really the beginning of the unraveling of the um, union movement, the same Koch brothers that funded the Democratic Leadership Council that, that spawned Bill Clinton, Al Gore, and the rest of these creature robot corporate Democrats. But Joe Biden is now pretending that he's a fighter for the labor unions, that no trade deal will happen with, without unions and environmentalists sitting at, the st- sitting at the table with a scalpel. And he also claims, he also claims that he would renegotiate the TPP. Well, in 2016, you were, call- you were basically borrowing language from Hillary Clinton, calling it the gold standard. So why in 2016 were you pushing hard for it and you didn't think anything needed to be changed in the TPP. But suddenly in 2019, when you want the votes in Michigan, Ohio, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, it cannot pass in its current language. You know what that's called, folks? What Joe Biden's gonna do? He will become president, change the sentence. We, renego- we renegotiated the TPP, put in some artificial crumbs that make it look like there's stronger protections for labor and this and that, He will sign the TPP into law and then watch as whatever factories are remaining in the Rust Belt. And it's not just the Rust Belt. Other areas are affected too by these absurd criminal corporate trade deals that put people out of work, lose people their health care, destroy families, and so on. You know what I'm talking about if you're from these areas. TPP will be the final nail in the labor movement's coffin if it were to be passed. And that's why... Uh, I think in this next debate, hopefully Bernie Sanders is more aggressive in pointing out Biden's lies on Iraq, Biden's record on TPP, on NAFTA, on other trade deals, because this is the core message that those folks in Michigan, Ohio, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania need to hear. Biden is doing fairly well in those states right now. I don't expect him to do that well once his record is out there. You know, I got to be honest with you, Elizabeth Warren... I'm not going to say she's doing a Biden. I'm not going to say she's lying like Joe Biden. I just showed you Joe Biden lied. But there's some things going on with Warren and the things she's suddenly for or suddenly against that come off as not so credible, shall we say. So as you know, I covered, um, uh, I've covered a lot of pipeline fights and uh, fracked gas, fracking, to me, You can't have a serious discussion on climate change or the climate crisis without bluntly saying, I am against fracking and I will ban fracking as president of the United States. Bernie Sanders has said that for a long time. Tulsi Gabbard is against fracking. Uh, I've never I've never uh, heard Elizabeth Warren say she was for fracking, uh, but obviously with the climate crisis town hall tonight, which is in progress on CNN. Again, Bernie will be live, I believe, at 840 Eastern. 540 Pacific. Uh, Biden is at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Um, So the Washington Post did a write-up basically pointing out where people are on the issues. To me, you could have great plans, and Warren just proposed a plan that essentially borrows most of Jay Inslee, the governor of Washington State's ideas, Um, but all your plans are canceled out as far as I'm concerned if you're not for a ban on fracking. Because fracking and the methane that's being released is one of the most is is one of the worst contributors to climate change and the climate crisis. So, 
Here's from the Washington Post. Last year, nuclear energy supplied 55% of the U.S. carbon-free electricity. Many experts agreed. Uh, many experts argue that extending safe nuclear plants operating licenses is crucial to reducing carbon emissions from electricity. For example, former nuclear power opponents such as Union of Concerned Scientists now support license extensions for nuclear plants that perform safely. When nuclear plants were shut down in Germany, carbon reductions in the electricity sector stalled, even while the industry, well, even while the country pushed aggressively on renewable energy. Neither Biden nor Warren's plan specifically mention nuclear energy. Sanders' plan states it would not extend licenses for nuclear plants. So that's on nuclear. This is where we move on to fracking. All three candidates have pledged to eliminate new fossil fuel production on public lands. However, they take different positions on natural gas fracking. This is also propaganda from the Washington Post and others. It shouldn't be called natural gas because it ain't natural. It is fossil fuels. And the hydraulic fracking process is not a natural process. There's a lot of toxic chemicals used to extract this, these fossil fuels from underneath the ground. So Washington Post says they take different positions on natural gas fracking, which some scientists think is contributing to increasing methane emissions, a potent greenhouse gas. Yeah, some scientists think uh, fracking is increasing methane, just like all of them the Washington Post. Can I give, how many, how many, how many Pinocchios can I give the Washington Post for this absurd language, master's journalism? It's not some scientists who say this. It's the majority of scientists. Fracking releases methane into the air. It ain't opinion. It's fact. So Sanders is committed to banning fracking altogether. Warren is committed to regulating and limiting it. Biden has not explained his position and has been criticized by environmental groups for having a senior advisor tied to the fossil fuel industry. Of course, Biden isn't going to admit it. Of course, he's not going to be specific. And he's probably, maybe tonight, he'll call for a ban on fracking. I doubt it. But uh, a reporter from Vox asked uh, the Warren campaign about the difference between Bernie and her on fracking. Apparently, this is today, Warren says she fully supports a national fracking ban. And before we get to more on Warren, I just want to reiterate how dangerous fracking is. I mean, this is from uh, Princeton University. A more potent greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide, methane, methane emissions will leap as the earth warms. While carbon dioxide is typically painted as the bad boy of greenhouse gases, Methane is roughly 30 times more potent as a heat-trapping gas. New research in the journal Nature indicates that for each degree that the Earth's temperature rises, the amount of methane entering the atmosphere from microorganisms dwelling in lake sediment and freshwater wetlands, the primary sources of the gas, will increase several times. As temperatures rise, the relative increase of methane emissions will outpace that of carbon, carbon dioxide from these sources, the researchers report. The finding condenses the complex and varied process by which methane, currently the third most prevalent greenhouse gas after CO2 and water vapor, enters the atmosphere into a measurement scientists can use. So essentially, fracking, bad, worse than carbon dioxide. This is from Josh Fox. 2016 in The Guardian. 
Our movement and our scientists, by contrast, do have the courage to identify what needs to be done. This would mean no new fracking in the U.S. or the U.K. You cannot be a climate leader and support fracking. It is a form of climate denialism. One, one only has to look at the brave, the brave stand people all across the world are taking to fight fossil fuel developments to see the kind of courage our governments lack, but that the future will demand. Britain has seen protests in Balcombe, in West Sussex, and in Blackpool, while in the U.S. we have had brave pipeline fighters in Nebraska and the Standing Rock Reservation. So that's Josh Fox, who made a, made a documentary, too, I think, Gasland and Gasland 2, on fracking. So, I don't know, I cover this for a living. I've never heard of Elizabeth Warren proposing a um, ban on fracking. And, I mean, this is what she put out, I believe, yesterday on Medium. 100% clean energy for America. My plan for 100% clean energy. Uh, uh, You know, a lot of it's good. It borrows from Jay Inslee's plan. Uh, The the world must limit warming to below 1.5 degrees Celsius to avoid the most catastrophic outcomes, cutting carbon pollution roughly in half by 2030 and achieving a net zero emissions by 2015. Uh, She talks about being a supporter of the Green New Deal. It's also why uh, I've woven climate mitigation and resilience throughout my policy proposals because we won't meet our goals with a one-time, one-size-fits-all proposal. She says, today I'm embracing the goal by committing to adopt and build on Governor Inslee's 10-year action plan to achieve 100% clean energy for America by decarbonizing our electricity, our vehicles, and our buildings. And I'm challenging every other candidate for president to do the same. Great, great, great. All wonderful. But when I do a quick search in this proposal she put out, fracking, I just did a control F for fracking not a mention of fracking in this document. Well, when Elizabeth Warren is asked by a reporter, she says uh, Warren fully supports a national fracking ban, but it was the next thing that I found even more troublesome. A fracking ban is not in the plan that the Warren campaign put out last night, as I just showed you, but the campaign says, This plan is singularly focused on decarbonizing our electricity, our vehicles, and our buildings by setting high regulatory standards. So she basically says, don't worry about it. It might not be in the plan I put out, but I'll still do it. What's amazing to me, Elizabeth Warren, it's not on her website that she's calling for a ban on fracking. It's not on her climate plan that she just put out that she's calling for a ban on fracking. And her campaign's response to this reporter on why it's not in this plan was essentially uh, a fracking ban is not, excuse me, the plan is singularly focused on decarbonizing our electricity, our vehicles, and our buildings by setting high regulatory standards. But that comment only makes kind of like, intends to make it seem like those two things are different. That I didn't put it in there because the plan is, that plan that I released is focusing on reducing carbon emissions. Well, you could reduce you could reduce all of those things. And Jay Inslee, if he was elected president, could have released all of those carbon emissions. But if you don't ban fracking with which is releasing toxic methane, not just through the actual pipelines themselves, but if you follow fracked gas pipelines, they have 
they have compressor stations. Uh, Jen and I went to Virginia last year, and we were covering the fight in Union Hill, Virginia, a historically black community. It has freed slaves buried there uh, at, at a church, and they were building a fracked gas pipelines, massive compressor station right in the middle, right on top of where freed slaves are buried. Well, the emissions from that compressor station uh, would be emitting methane into the air. So you can't say, oh, um, in one breath, oh, that thing I put out is only about carbon. Well, methane is just as bad, if not worse, than the carbon dioxide. So your plan might be good on reducing carbon, but if you're not boldly calling for a ban on fracking, are you really calling for the most effective plan? And are you really fighting for the right things? Now, as you know, lithium says, and water is on fire. Fracking is dangerous and a threat to our water, our air, our animals, our sacred land, all of those things. But what I find interesting about this, okay, Warren today is against fracking. Again, she, she is championed as the most specific candidate. So you would have to think if she really believed this all along, it would have been very, very easy to find. It would have been on her website. She would have talked about it in interviews about what we need to do about climate change. I couldn't find anything. Neither could Jen. The other thing is, why is it? Why is it? Why would you think she would not push a ban on fracking? Well, if you want to be cynical, call me Cynical Susie. If you want to be cynical about it, I mean, she has said that if she becomes a nominee, she's not going to unilaterally disarm. She's going to take money from bigger donors. Well, if Elizabeth Warren is talking about not shunning corporate money if she becomes the nominee, which means she would take money from the banks, she would take money from the pharmaceutical companies, she would take money from oil companies. Well, the banks are heavily invested in fracking. The banks are heavily invested in fracking. They're invested in all these pipelines from Dakota Access to Keystone, Atlantic Coastline, Mountain Valley. That's my, that's my viewpoint. She's suddenly against fracking. She wasn't, I'd, I'd love to be wrong if somebody could find where she has had it on her website or very, very publicly called for a ban on fracking. I haven't been able to find it, but she said it today, conveniently on the day of a eight hour long climate crisis town hall, which she'll be on. Bottom line, whether you're an environmentalist, progressive, or just somebody with a brain who knows uh, fracking is one of the biggest contributors to climate change and the climate catastrophe. So even if all of these things are able to be done, decarbonizing and all these things in 10, 20 years, whatever the case may be, it's not enough if you don't ban the fracking. I don't trust that Elizabeth Warren truly is for banning fracking because she just suddenly said so today.